Hey, what's up, dear family? Pastor Rodney here. Um, man, thank you guys for jumping on, being a part. Um, this week has been incredibly um, challenging, to say the very least. Uh, I don't feel I need to rehearse the incidents of this week, whether it's um, just what happened a few weeks ago with Ahmad Arbery or um, what happened in Central Park, uh, the whole incident there, whether it's a Brianna Taylor who's shot several times in her home or if it's George Floyd who died at the hands of a police officer this week. This has been incredibly challenging. And one of the things I think, as I look at the life of Jesus, when something would come or there would be a challenge, he would stop and minister to that, that person, that question. Um, he was present. And this week we had a video shot several days ago. The sermon was done, prepared, recorded, sent over for editing for this morning, but we decided to, to scrap that, save that sermon for later and to address where we are as a nation, where we are as a country, where we are as a city, as a people, as a church. I wanna start by saying that I am grieving with you. I shared in a previous sermon, uh, the effect of Ahmad Arbery shooting on myself, my family, um, and I am not over that. Yet, more and more instances happen again and again and again. So this morning, we wanna slow down, we wanna pause, we wanna give you an opportunity to share um, I'm going to speak very briefly to you this morning, and then we're going to shoot over to our hangout. I want to encourage you to stay tuned to that. I think it's going to be a blessing, a blessing to you. Before I go there, one of the things that I want to say is God calls us in poverty, in sickness, in health in times of challenge, in difficulty, in pandemic, and in injustice to this book. And so I am mourning with you. Um, as I share this video, and in the same sentence, I want you to be people of this book. So I'm going to this book to guide us as a church through where we are. There's a passage in Isaiah 59. And again, I'm going to be very, very brief. This isn't a sermon. It's just... Just me opening up scripture with you. Verse 3 of Isaiah 59 says this. 
for your hands are defiled with blood, your fingers with iniquity, your lips have spoken lies, your tongue mutters wickedness. No one enters suit justly or no one pursues justice. No one goes to the law honestly. They rely on empty pleas. They speak lies. They conceive mischief and give birth to iniquity. In the early part of this passage, God is bringing an indictment against Israel because of their great sin. He actually begins the passage in verse 1 and 2 saying, It is not that my ears are deaf that I cannot hear you, or my hand short that I cannot reach you. It is your sin that has separated me from you. In other words, God is speaking to his transcendent nature. God is otherworldly. And when Israel decides to function independently of God in overt sin, he says, I am not hearing your prayers. I think it is interesting as I prayed this week and just went before the Lord, one of the things that I just feel him speaking to me and wanting me to share with you is that God is grieving too. That you are not grieving alone. That God grieves over injustice. George Floyd was made in the image of God. And when that officer took his life and we saw that, when that officer murdered him, God grieves too. Justice is God's idea. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, it says, We are not without a high priest who cannot be touched by the feeling of our infirmity or can relate to our, wit, our, our weakness. Jesus is in it with us. And that's important for us to remember. Isaiah 53 would say of Jesus, uh, as, as Isaiah is prophesying of Jesus to come, he says that he will be a man of sorrow and he would be acquainted with grief. Jesus gets our feeling and how we feel. He understands it. As we continue to look in this passage, God is bringing an indictment against a wicked and a corrupt system that has made its way into the people of Israel and their worship of God. They have oppressed the poor. They have used prophets to manipulate people. They have taken advantage of the weak and God has had it up to here and he pulls them into court. 
and he begins laying out this indictment against them. He continues and we look at verse seven, their feet run to evil and they are swift to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Desolation and destructions are their highway. The way of peace they do not know and there is no justice in their path. So when we look at broken systems, we look at this plight to receive justice. Many of us would say, I'm tired. And if you're like me, I'm tired too. It's just a couple of weeks ago, Ahmad and Maybe several years ago, you may say, Rodney, this whole thing has been happening and, 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 and it's not new. It's just that it's being recorded. Now more and more people are seeing it. And this is this is the effect that has happened. So several years ago, and some of us will go further back. We will say not several years ago, it was 50 years ago. We look at the civil rights movement and, and, and all that people of color had to go through to try to, you know, obtain this kind of equity in, in, in humanity. Some will go further back to Jim Crow. Some will go further back to slavery. This morning, I'm going further back to 740 BC. And what I'm trying to point out here is that this sin is not new. And God grieves too. Man, later on in this passage, Matter of fact, let's just take a look. Let's look at verse 14. Justice is turned back. Righteousness stands far away for truth has stumbled in the public square. The upright cannot enter. Truth is lacking. And he who departs from evil makes himself pray. The Lord saw it. And it displeased him. This sin of racism, this sin of injustice does not escape the vantage point of our Savior. And the Lord saw it. I feel like my role is to proclaim the truth of God's word and, and to speak to God to us this morning. I, I, I just want to say, and the Lord saw it. He, he, he was not ignorant of that eight minute murder. The Lord saw it. And it displeased him. So what, Rodney? So, so, so what we're, what are we going to do? Like, like, how does that change something? Okay. The Lord saw it and, and now what? Let's go back to the text. He saw that there was no man. Verse 16. And wondered that there was no one to intercede. And one of the things that I am, um, that I know needs to be a move forward 
is we have to be more vocal and active for justice in our city. This week I've been on the phone with pastors that are local pastors. I've been on the phone with, with, with um, other pastors that are outside of the state of Florida and, and just, just doing work and in, in, in understanding and hearing their voices. Man, pray for your pastors as we lead through times like this. Pray for us that God would grant us wisdom. Don't criticize us. Pray for us. Pray for us. Pray for us. Don't throw rocks at pastors. Pray for your leaders, the scripture says. And, and, and so just hearing their voices, they're, they're navigating through this as well. Pray for us. Pray for your elders. We are, we are convicted. We must be more active for justice. And I'm not doing a dialogue on what justice is now as it relates, justice can relate to a bunch of things and I'm, I don't want to unpack all that now. Um, but when he says in verse 16, and he saw that there was no man, pray with me, God, would you make me that man and that woman of justice? Would you make me the one that heralds your truth to the degree that it shows up in how we serve other people? He continues. When he saw that there was no one to intercede, then his own arm brought salvation and his righteousness upheld him. He put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation on his head. He put on the garment of vengeance for clothing and wrapped himself in a zeal as a cloak according to their deeds. So he repaid wrath to his adversaries, repayment to his enemies. To the coastland he will render repayment. So they shall fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the suns. For he will come like a rushing stream, which the wind of the Lord drives. I'm going to stop there. The ultimate justice we desire is a person. And as we are redeemed by this man of justice, the Lord Jesus, he calls us to respond and act in deeds of justice. We need to do justice, love mercy and walk humbly before our God. Micah 6, 8.